Hello and welcome back to another round of Floor Starers Anonymous with me, Emmett Lewis, my glorious co-host, Mikael Christiansen. And today we have a special guest. Now, I'm debating whether we introduce a special guest or we play a game of like Guess Who? Let's see if you can figure Let's it out. Let's do Guess Who. Let's do Guess Let's Who. Do guess Who. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like Guess Who. I like it. Yeah, I always kind of think <laughs> yeah. that. So, we're going to have to play a bit of uh, 20 questions and figure out who the host is. Or who our guest is. You're the host today. Fuck it. You're elevated. To the oh, host. wow. you right on the spot. I like it. Yeah. 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 Put me in the hot spot. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know how to proceed from here now. Okay. Fuck it. Yeah. We've got a. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I mean, Emmett, how, how are we doing this? Like, like, it needs to be in the title somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can just do a mystery guest. We have a mystery, oh, like yeah, an unboxing true. video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Now, we are joined today with Ryan from GMB. So, how are things going, Ryan? Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Ah, no problem. Um, Thank you. This is good. It's kind of, it's one of those things, it's always a minor, like, I know you and Andy, I don't really spoke to Jarlo, but I spoke to you guys a lot, kind of infrequently over the years, and like, for me, I'm kind of a fanboy of what you guys do. It goes both ways, yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. yeah, we've like, you know, we've modeled slash ripped off a lot of the way you guys present yourselves online because it's just like it's just one of those things like i seen you guys when you started from like a one-page website can remember that like years ago doing a gymnastic program that rustled a lot of jimmies in a certain forum oh, or a certain yeah. forum owner oh, all the way yeah. to like how dare you teach that yeah exactly how dare you teach that <laughs> yeah how dare you teach that thing that's taught all across the world in university college Absolutely. kids program anyway yeah, yeah, that I had been teaching since I was in high school. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah and so. all the way to like where you guys are now. So it's always this, uh, you know, put it this way. I've seen a lot of people come and go in the industry. And, you know, you guys have always presented a very authentic face. So mm. it's kind of... We've just, tried. Yeah, it's just interesting to watch, basically. Yeah. yeah, has changed quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one I'm of the things... I think like it's the, been 14 years now since we officially started about 14 years yeah so, yeah cool cool uh i suppose just for the people who don't actually know you or we continue fanboying out uh how would you give us a quick rundown <laughs> of what you guys do at gmb absolutely yeah so um we're focused on physical autonomy and so basically it isn't about us telling you exactly what you should be doing it's trying to help you to figure out what's going to be good for you and then we have a method in order to help you to be able to do that, whether that be uh, being able to play with your kids, uh, being able to do anything from, you know, move better for a particular sport, um, help you to be able to do handstands, which, you know, you guys know a little bit about handstands, right? Just oh, a bit. I think we've talked Just about it once bit. or twice on the cast. Once or twice, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yes, I will say, like, with our backgrounds – um, Andy Jarlow and I, um, primarily a martial art background. I grew up doing gymnastics. I did gymnastics from a very young age until I was 18 years old. And then it was just martial arts full on where I moved to uh, Japan uh, when I was in uni. And uh, as we were just talking about, I was in Japan for, for about 28 years. But basically GNB though, again, is like what I said is we're really looking at how can we help you to be able to move better for the things that are important for you in your life? It's not about doing more exercise. Um, in fact, don't even like to say exercise. Yeah. Um, I don't even like to say workout. You know, it's like, I call it a session 
because yeah. we're primarily focused on on your practice. What are you practicing to be able to be better at in life? Really, that's that's what it comes down to. Nice. Mm. Yeah. It's definitely one of these it's kinda of like for me watching from the outside as a kind of fanboy little, like you guys started out you're teaching something very defined. Yes. You were teaching like we teach, you know, we start I think you launched Rings One or yeah, Ring, Rings that was, was our first, first program. Official and you had it, right, then yeah. you had Parallel Bars program. It was very sort of sets and yeah. reps. But yeah. then I think I can't remember when I seen Andy say this, but he kind of pointed out like we decided to take a different approach because we realized completely this is what people need more than the rings and other stuff. So it's kind of you've got this like we're very specialized in what we do, obviously. You guys are very yeah. generalized in what you do. So it's kind of an interesting. We have become that. Yeah. Interesting way to go. It's like, oh, we could have went more specialized than like, okay, Iron Cross program and. Absolutely. And, and we did. Yeah. We actually did. So we had rings too, where I had an Iron Cross in there, you know, yeah. and it's it was one of those things where, like you said, in the beginning, I think it, it was really skill-based. We're still skill-based, but the skill but the purpose and the goal is not to nail a particular skill. It's to look again at, okay, what do you actually need? And I think a lot of people have trouble with that. And so that's what we wanted to focus more on. And so we don't consider our, we've changed our name from gold medal bodies to GMB fitness, which we should have actually not said fitness because the term fitness gets so confused. Um, And so, like you said, it's not about sets and reps for us. Um, we focus more on time, looking at bringing better awareness. That's a key phrase for us, awareness to what you're doing in the moment. And we're more of an education company rather than a fitness company. And that's, it's difficult. Like whenever I'm on an airplane and someone's like, hey, what do you do for work? And I'm like, well, for one, I don't really want to talk, but that's a whole <laughs> other thing. Um but I just tell people that I'm a physical education teacher. And typically when they hear that, they think that I work at maybe I don't know, a primary school or as I say in the United States, elementary school. I don't even know what they call it. But uh, and I have a whistle and a hat and tell people to do pushups <laughs> and jump, you know, jumping jacks and things like that. But um, it does kind of confuse people when I say, listen, I'm, I'm about physical education. Yeah. And, you know. Or I say I'm in the fitness industry, which I hate saying, but, and then they're like, oh, you don't look like it. And I'm like, thanks, I guess. Just on the floor I don't know. and find out. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah, let me show you. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it is like when I do my martial arts too, I love it. You know, I walk into some place and people look at me and they're like, oh, this dude's small. And <laughs> yeah. And then you wake up from me choking you out. Anyway, sorry. I had to say that, but yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it is it is interesting um, to look at where we've come from, from when we started. Um, and really, that does come back to our martial arts and how yeah. we trained and continue to train martial arts, because it was always about how could we move better yeah. for the things we wanted to do. And so that's when the three of us just said, hey, listen, let's just really focus on helping other people to be able to do the things they want to do. Like I said in the very beginning, instead of us saying, okay, do 10 repetitions of X for this. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, 
it's one of the things we we deal with a lot as well with handstands when people are like, How many sets and reps should I do of this? Yeah. Other stuff right. Like, well, right. You know, at a certain point when someone's very new to it, we can be like, Okay, you need a certain amount of strength, you need a certain amount of Absolutely. volume. So we give yeah. you that, but then when the practice begins to get a bit more like you can handstand, it's like, Well, how many straddle ups should I do? We're not really interested in the number, we're looking for the quality. Yes. That's kind of yes. and that's this, so this difficult nowadays to teach. I mean, well, not even nowadays, but forever, because people are just like, "Tell me exactly what I need to do." Mm. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. So, yeah, I think sorry, you were like going to say something. Of, Go ahead. Yeah, no, just like one of, one of the things that we've. I mean, we've discussed that a lot in between us, and um, also with others, with in relation to to that thing of. Um, or how, how to approach this in, in, in general, because like, I, I think like the ideal, I, I, we, we've also had to like, kind of even how to say, adjust the way we teach or the way we write programs and stuff also, because like we, in, we, like one of the goals is to create or not create, but to inspire people to be a bit more autonomous in their training mm-hmm. in one sense, like here, here's the knowledge and the tools you can use and apply to your practice, because like, uh, I think it's really important to be, um, how to say, humble about the fact that, like, especially when you teach online, you don't know everything about people's bodies or their lives or their, like, interests or their, how to say, priorities and stuff. Um, and to be able to, uh, how to say, um, cater a little bit for that as well yeah. so that it's kind yeah. of like a back and forth relationship. But that's, it, it's also been tricky because, like, in in some scenarios, we, we were really thinking that, okay, we... We give out this information and people do with it what they want. Uh, but then it comes back to us and we notice like, hey, people are not con- like not used to thinking like that. Because I mean, right. me and Emmett come from like a kind of circus school background in the beginning. Yep. And like very often in that community, of course, you have coaches and teachers and stuff, but people are extremely self-driven. So often like the coach will actually be the one telling you to slow down a bit because you're, <laughs> right. you're, right. you're, you're, you're young and full of fire and you just go, go, go. Uh, and if you're not used to that as your primary operating system in a way, you might actually need a little bit of guidance and stuff. But like sure. being able to um, find kind of that like kind of middle path in between there where you're not just telling people what to do, but giving them kind of uh, a direction and something to practice. So they have starting points and like goals and so on, but also trying to give the idea that like, hey, I... I can't know how this feels for you. So you need to pay attention to your body, your practice and right. figure that all out, out over time. So I think uh, like a little bit like just relating to what you're saying about figuring out what, what, what works for you, like what is, what, what your practice is and like what you, how you want to develop that. But that is like, that is kind of like the meta level of like, we want you to be able to sort these things out yourself more and more as you yeah. get more knowledge about your body. Because like, like the funny thing is like, no one actually gets good by repeating three sets of five and then going back to the teacher and saying, okay, yeah, what do I do now? Like you don't actually right, learn. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. But I like what you said too, because there are those, those groups of people where you can divide them into self-driven and, then also the people who do need a bit of hand holding. And so, you know, finding that balance I know can be quite difficult. And so over the years, we've actually had three groups of people and that very self-driven 
excuse me, beard hair, uh, very self-driven um, to the point where you said where we're like, hey, let's back off a bit and kind of rethink, do you really need to be doing that much work, you know, yeah. uh, versus the people who who come into it who are motivated yet aren't sure exactly where to start and what to do. And you kind of need to help them because they're dealing with life, basically, is yeah. what it is. And so yeah. it's been interesting for us, especially, um, and you mentioned this as well, creating programs online. We're 100% online in terms of our main stuff. Well, we do have trainers throughout the world who do teach in person. And I do teach in person from time to time with seminars. But, you know, 99.9% of the time, it's online. And like you said, it, it's, it's extremely difficult to not be there in person. Yeah. So that was our quest, if you will. How can we create and design programs that are going to allow people to be able to get what they want without over teaching, if you will. Yeah. And that's why we come back to the education portion of it. And so that's what we're very big on how we teach, not just what we teach, but how are we teaching this? Yeah, it's definitely, I remember seeing Andy, I think it was on a Facebook comment. Someone, someone commented on your stuff, like, I can't remember what it was called. It was a bit snarky, just going like, uh, these movements are easy. Why you even oh, yeah. to teach I love them? that. And That's I can just point out, like, it was comment. a real light bulb moment for me as well, because he just commented underneath, uh, you know, we take the idea of a coloring book, like, we have these movements that are set, and then we teach people, and this is what you do with a kid, teach them color to draw, because it teaches them skills to stay with inside the lines, you know, choices yeah. about colors, but they don't have to think about the composition or other stuff. And I was like, that really makes sense. That really resonated with me in terms of like, oh, this is this is a way of like going like, okay, we have you know, say your four kind of animal movements: monkey, frogger, right, right, kind of whatever the other ones are called. Yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah, and yeah, and bear, like, monkey, frogger, crab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, okay, well, we have these, and they're kind of set, but then we let people color the pattern themselves. I was just like, it was right. very good. Like it was a very diplomatic response to the person just being snarky, but also just mm -hmm. kind of like. For the people reading, or for me anyway, it's just like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense as a way of having a pedagogical method. Mm. I sure. think also like, and what, we've what? had to. Yes, go ahead. No, go on, please, please. First, yeah, we have had to be very diplomatic throughout the years, and we are better at being nice. I guess you can say yeah. <laughs> is when we answer. Um, because that is a huge thing that we see is, oh, my goodness, these are so easy. Why would you want to teach these? And and it's the starting point is yeah. how we look at it. And, you know, these movements, yes, they can be easy. But the way that I look at it, and like handstands, yeah. it's you never do a handstand the same ever. Yeah. It's every single time you do it, it's different. And it's more obvious to see that when you're upside down because you're fighting that balance. But if you look at that in terms of these basic movements that we're doing as well, it's, they're always different. There's always something you can learn, but the more that you practice these, then you're ingraining better habits that lead towards being able to explore and play 
and find other movement patterns from that. And that's really what we're after is exploration. And the only way, though, to start exploring is to take movements that you're already extremely comfortable with. Yeah. That you have, you know, air quote mastered. And in terms of being, you know, mastery to me doesn't mean that, oh, you're good. You never have to do it again. It simply means that you have a better understanding than you did before. And you're able to handle these movements in a way that's comfortable, focusing on proper breathing mechanics. And you are able to move beyond a certain movement pattern and explore and see other possibilities. So that's really what we're after. And yeah. so just like that coloring, you know, yeah. uh, metaphor there. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of mastery point is kind of, I think in the kind of guild system they have for training carpenters and other stuff over here or yes. apprentice system they have. Yeah. Apprentice. You, when yes. you're, when you're finished as a, when you become a master, like I'm a master joiner or a master cabinet maker, yeah. It's not that you're like Da Vinci level. It's that the, right. the thing is that like you can you can basically solve any problem in your domain. So if someone wants a set yes. of shelves, put up a yes. wardrobe, you can do it. I think that's kind of what they're aiming for in developing someone who's a master versus, you know, the greatest in the field. But then you obviously, if you still keep working as a carpenter for 20, 30 years, obviously you're going to get better and better if you're, I suppose, mm. conscientious about how you're practicing and experimenting a bit. And that's the key point, I think, is if you are, you know, conscious about what's going on and bringing awareness to that. And we, that's why we call our training program that we have is the apprenticeship. And because look at it, you know, spent so much time in Japan, Andy as well. And the way we look at it is like, if you want to learn to be in the sushi trade, then you first work on learning how to cook rice, you know, and you get real good at that. And so it's, it's, I also look at it like as a black belt, to be honest, in martial art. Now, in Japanese, literally, when you get your black belt, it's called shodan. And shodan, the characters for that means first step. It just simply means that now you are truly serious. You're truly serious about learning and taking that next step, which the second degree black belt is Nidan, which is the second step. And that's just how they look at it in terms of moving beyond. And so, again, everything that I do, it's it's looking at, okay, where are we right now? And mastery simply means that you're serious about doing something and going deeper with it and spending a considerable amount of time in learning all about that thing. Yeah. yeah. I think it's also like... Uh... Or one thing I noticed like way back uh, for like the stuff that you were doing is is also that like uh, compared to a lot of people that like uh, I mean in in kind of the uh, the sphere of uh, teaching and selling these kind of uh, of things I think there's been like a quite a, a, a tradition to to uh, appeal to it being kind of an elitist thing like if you're if you're joining us and the team you're 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 a part of a special little clique that uh, um, that are choosing the hard way, you know. Like we are, we are like going above and beyond. We are, we are like the uh, the glorious ones, kind of. Uh, and I think that like this is this has always been like kind of an, an issue for me with with um, in general with when it comes to teaching things. I mean, I I went down that path like personally, with, of course, becoming like a circus performer and all that, which is like. A personal choice in in what I like to do, 
but I very quickly saw even before that that like yeah well pe- people thought it was really fun to like I also did martial arts actually um mm, cool I did did karate for 10 years so I'm 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 Nidan actually in Tanihashi to do karate um, oh nice um but um like I was teaching a bit of that when I was like in my late teens and stuff just like being like an assistant teacher and even like back then I noticed like when or also when I was a student but like you you learn something you get something as like, whoa this is really cool or like I remember like this guy who was maybe he was a yellow belt or or an orange belt and I told him something and like it was like something clicked and you could just see this kid like, whoa okay I, he got something there was something sparkling in his eyes there and like he wasn't great at karate and like I, I don't even remember how far he went but he had an experience right there that was profound and interesting to him and I think that like uh, <clears throat> that goes for handstand too with like or mm. for, for anything really uh, and we talked a lot about this with like me and Emmett and like the team of handstand factory of like figuring out like um, or a little bit of how to say a crusade against this kind of like perfectionism ideal that like Yes. It's, it's kind of like yes. to, to, yes. to put to put it on to put it kind of like uh, to the extreme it's kind of like but you you know what ryan there's no point going for a run if you can't run like usain bolt did at his, at his best what on earth are you spending your time doing like and as, as like exactly what is funny what is funny is that as soon as you're you're comparing to like the highest level sports everyone gets how ridiculous it is but as soon as you compared to someone who has like spent a lot a lot of time on it and like you're now like over exaggerated by social media you see all these great people that are really good at stuff and then you think oh yeah well i probably need to be as good as them or have like i need to attain a certain level of perfection before i i i am allowed to feel satisfaction or fun or accomplishment through what i'm doing i think this is absolute nonsense and it's the best way of like turning people off of of an interest because like oh like someone comes to you and like, oh yeah i i think i like i did my first hand like oh yeah but that's banana you know like it, it's like if you do like that it's never going to get any better like you know you need to study it like that and you go back to the wall oh okay yeah that, that was great now i'm going to go back to the wall and i'm going to be extremely self-conscious about this for the rest of my career because someone of an authority figure told me that I need to do it perfectly or else I'm a waste of time. And then, like, you suddenly, like, messed with people rather than, like, hey, oh, yeah, nice, handstand, sick, okay. I can work a little bit of that, a little bit of this, and people are happy. <laughs> and we got yeah, some but- pushback. We got some definite pushback when in the way that we were teaching, especially me when I was teaching, when my big thing is, like, well, good is good enough. And people are like, oh, my God, you're, yeah. why would you not want to be perfect? I'm like, I'm not saying that you shouldn't strive to be better. What I'm saying is that just because you can't do it a certain way doesn't mean you're a bad person. Yeah. What yeah. is good for you? What does that mean for you in relation to your life? If you're not a professional hand balancer, then understand that, you don't need to be like a professional hand balancer. Yeah. And, you know, I've read so many people say that and I'm just like, okay, whatever, go back to your cold, have fun, you know, do your thing, but just, can we just support people a bit better? You yeah. know? And like I said, you know, why are you doing this? That's all that matters. That is all that matters. Like literally, if you can figure out why you're doing this and be happy doing it, that is good enough for me and over the years too it's just something i've also had to to 
come to terms with as well, you know, being in my, the sports that I did and the martial art and, and having to, you know, prove yourself and then thinking you're not good enough because, Oh my goodness, whatever. But like that day you finally realize you're like, I'm the person that I go to bed with at night in my head. And if you can't be happy in what you're doing and enjoy it for your own sake, then man, yeah. yeah, it's definitely yeah. like that's yeah. I remember tough. Mikhail yeah. getting a bit of a debate on one of the <clears throat> Facebook groups on handstands with uh, someone was just basically saying like, you don't enjoy something if you're not really good at it. So oh, you wow. can't let enjoy things, and you should just get as good wow. as possible as fast as possible. And it's like, and then it's just like you do this basically. One, they're selling courses and other stuff, so you're just basically <laughs> writing people like it's just a bad take if you're trying to encourage people into the activity. And two, it's like. There's so many people who are just like, you know, okay, say yesterday I was down near a lake and there were some little girls who were probably age five doing some handstands or trying to do some handstands, yeah. just, you know, yeah. playing in the park. They weren't good at handstands. They couldn't hold handstands. They were having great fun. They are having more fun than I've seen oh, in a yeah. handstand class in a long time. It's just like, <laughs> you know, there's no pretensions of elation and then no one's told them, like, you can't enjoy that because it's not, you're not good yeah. at it. I do think that's kind of... Yeah, but I, I think it's like, it, it's a little bit of that. I think the fitness industry has a lot of, uh, like, what is is a big reason for this with all, all the kind of go hard and go or go home and like kind of no pain, no gain kind of. Like, of course, there's there's something to that. Like, you, you need to have like a little bit of an ability to push past a certain level of... Uh, of uh whatever it is to 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 get anywhere like but like what we need to first feed is the interest of doing something and like to be to be able to like like i mean you're you're doing much more good taking the average sofa sitter out of the sofa for like let let, let let's be crazy let's say you take the average sofa sitter out of the sofa for half an hour per day damn then that that is that is very valuable compared to taking some like gym goer who already does crossfit and this and that to do a little bit more like for like and, and like of course from from health parameters and all kinds of things but sure uh it's 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 so much more important i think to be to be able to target the like the the fact that things need to be experienced as interesting and to be like you're allowed to fail you're allowed to or mm. it's not even about failure you're just allowed to, to have to have to try and to have a process of your own where you just see okay I, this and that this and that happens when i do this and that and then okay i have a little bit of progress now and then you have a teacher or people around you that are like supportive to that process and right like it, you say that that right there yeah 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 and like, like just like you said that you you can you can for sure push people toward. I mean, I've had students like in handstands where like yeah, they're they're a bit interested at first, and then like oh, they start getting a bit good, and then I see like okay, this person has like they have a knack for it, and I see that they're like they're they're vibing well with the training, um, like the training or like how this the practice is, and then I'm like yeah, you you can you can go far with this, and people the, the person starts just like making like wanting to take take it further i've several people like gone into like professional circus schools just from like an enthusiast background but i was never like okay yeah so so your goal needs to be to go to circus school because right. you have talent even like that, that needs to be your own decision and i think it's so important to also take into consideration the fact that people have 
people have lives. <laughs> like, there are very right. few people that exactly. do have like so many hours a day to put put into training. There are some that yep. do, and like, but, but that's not everyone. And that's the right. ones that yeah. do, they're probably doing enough already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and the other, I mean, so many good points you just said in there. So one thing to hit at that I like to say is embrace the suck. And a lot of people misunderstand what I'm saying when I say that, like, oh, it's got to be so hard and you got to embrace that. I think that it's important to do tough things that are tough for you. Just be, you know, like, but then also look at the fact that embracing the suck, meaning understand that you're going to be bad at that thing in the beginning and embrace the fact that you're going to be bad and that's perfectly fine. Because if you're already good, you'd be able to do the thing. So the faster that we can understand that, one, it's going to be difficult. You're not going to be good at it. And you know what? That's totally fine. It's fine. And then it's just a matter of you deciding, okay, how far do you want to go with that? Just like you said. And I totally agree. It's great. And being a good coach means supporting that person for the decisions that they want to make and that they have made as well. And you know, there's so many people I know that over the years, and they weren't my coaches, by the way, this is what's interesting, but people who are like, Ryan, you should totally do this and you should quit X and just focus on this because you could be so good at it. But my coaches understood what I wanted to do and they supported me for that thing. And so that's why I stuck with those particular people who coached me. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think a good coach is so important. And I think a big part of that is simply listening to what the person is saying rather than trying to shove your opinion down their throat in what you think they should be doing. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. exactly. I think there's a big difference between like we have, say, people get a lot of influence from like sports coaching. Mm. Particularly particularly in the States. Like I can understand in the States where it's like, okay, I'm, if I'm good at this sport, I get free to college, which is a huge amount of money yeah. saved. So it's there's right. kind of this push right. of like, you know, be the best, whatever. But I think that mentality seeps into a lot of people. Where it's like, oh, now, Absolutely. now you're just you're doing normal gym stuff, not even anything weird. And then it's like, oh, no, you have to really go blah, blah, blah hard. It's like, well, no, this person, that's not coaching. That's, you know, sports exactly. coaching, which has a very, you know, sports yeah. have very defined parameters. Whereas, like, when you're in a yep. general situation where people have interests, then it's like, okay, well, we can help you cultivate your interest into a passion, or we can just leave it as an interest. Sure. Like, I'm interested in handstands. I like doing them. Yes. I said this the other day. Sorry to interrupt, but it's okay, and you don't need to be good at something that's your hobby that yeah. you just enjoy. And and someone was like, why would you not want to be good? And I was like, it's not that I'm saying good, but what is good for you? And if it is a hobby, continue to find the joy in that so you can continue to do the thing. And I actually posted a video about why I stepped away from the one-arm handstand. Yeah, it's going to bring that up. I just posted this recently because I was like, it became, basically it was like me when I was younger, when I was extremely competitive. And it just became one of those things where all the things that were bringing me joy in my life, I put to the side in order because I just had to continue to get the one-arm handstand for, to be honest, at the time, it was just a silly goal. I mean, I already had the one-arm handstand and I was like, I have to get so much better at it. And I was just like, all right, 
you know, family things were happening and everything like that. So I just actually stepped away. And now when I look at hand scenes, I just enjoy them so much better because it's purely for an aspect of thinking, okay, I'm not a professional hand balancer. Yes, I teach handstands, but I'm not a professional hand balancer in the sense that I'm not getting paid to literally be upside down on my hands. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I'm kind of rambling there, but no, no. it just, yeah, sometimes some people just have that feeling. And like you said, especially in the United States, having moved back here recently, I see that. And it's like, oh, this person can be so good. They should do this year round full on. And I'm like, they're 13 years old. Yeah. They're still a kid. Mm. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Sports culture. Yeah. I watched some, I don't know, you know, more plates, more dates. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, he came up my yes. feed today and I was like, or click something. It's just like a short clip or him is just going like, I just had a consult with someone who was asking like, which SARMs that you're like a type of steroid. I should get my 13 year old daughter so she can better Dude. volleyball. That's that is something else. Like, and we could co- totally go on a whole other thing here. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For ramb- we're about rambling. So much, yeah. There's so much um, supplementation. Let's call it that yeah. happening over here in the United States, and it blows me away. And for kids too. And I'm just like, wow, wow. It's, okay. Yeah, it's just yeah. crazy. Like, this is the thing. I, I can. I understand it a bit, like, the mentality goes into it, because it's like, okay, if you can get us, like, not even turn them pro, if you can get that scholarship but just to get university, a scholarship. You know, Absolutely, that's yeah. 200k it's saved, huge, like, it's, it's big huge. money, so you, it's can, huge. Yeah. you can understand that, and then, like, for a lot of the, you know, talk, I have some other sports coaches I talk to who are a bit more involved in kind of, is it D1 level sports, that kind of high school? Yeah, D1, yeah. 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 And it's just yeah. like, for some of the kids they work with, like, the kids are going from, like, Essentially, I'm not going to say poverty, but very low economic background where going to university isn't an option financially. But then they're very good right. at sports. It's so huge. then it's like, okay, we'll just go all in on sport and then maybe you'll make the track team mm-hmm. and then you can go to university. And then, absolutely, you know, it is a weird class elevation system. So you can understand why people will be beginning really to is. look into these you know, esoteric and arcane methods of boosting performance when uh, us who are kind of in Europe are just like, we have free university. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, man, I tell you. Yeah, it's so different. But I mean, yeah, it, in that case, though, to me, it makes sense in the sense that you want to do everything you can in order yeah. to improve your situation in life. And I get that. It's I just I just have an issue when people are being forced into certain situations yeah. that they still then have that mentality as they get older. And so I do see people where, oh, I used to be this way when I was in my 20s. I'm in my 40s now. I should still be that. And I'm like, no, 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 you no. Like so many other factors, you know? So, yeah. Well, yeah. And then especially in the martial arts as well. And, um, you know, currently Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is something that I enjoy practicing but there's a lot of people who think that they need to be a certain level and i'm not just talking a belt color i'm talking like like we talked about in the beginning they see someone and oh usain bolt yeah comparing themselves to that person but on the brazilian jiu-jitsu level i'm like 
No, I'm sorry. I mean, no, just get on the mat and enjoy it. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Fostering enjoyment. That's wow. Go figure. That's a new one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Then exercises. Yeah. I don't like the, uh, but handstands. Yeah. But handstands though are the same with me now. It's like, I really enjoy going upside down. And not having that pressure on myself and forcing myself to think I have to have a particular, you know, line or it has to feel a certain way that day. I'm just seriously, I'm just like, oh yeah, today felt great. That's all I'm after with everything Mm -hmm. right now. How did it feel? Mm -hmm. Because that's something we can control, right? We can't control the physical aspect of it. We can't force ourselves into a position if we're not ready for that position. But in our minds, we can always say, how did it feel? And if it felt good that day, hey, congratulations, you had a great session. you yeah. know. And what did you learn from it? Yeah. And so that's the big take that we're really trying to help with people. It's, it's you have the capacity, you have the ability to decide how things are going to be on the, that day mentally. Physically, no. But mentally, you have the ability to say, okay, what did I learn today? And if you learned something, cool. You had a successful success, blah, successful session. I can't even talk today. Successful session there. So uh, good on you. Yeah. And just, yeah, be good enough to continue to be good enough because that good enough leads to good things, you know? And uh, instead of thinking it has to be perfect every time. So yeah, that's my opinion yeah, on I, it. I think it's... It's interesting, like, I mean, now I've done it professionally for, I don't know how many years. And I'm yeah. still, like, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely still where I enjoy to, uh, or, like, one of my joys with what I do. I mean, I, I am, uh, I did invest a hell of a lot of years into it, and I got really good at it. And I like to, to keep that for the, the, to the ability that I can. Yeah. Um, also approaching uh, 40, so it's, like, I can... Like things are still pretty good, and but I mean I know things aren't forever, and I but I, I definitely do like to practice at a high level. That is for sure. Um, yeah. But it's 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 a lot of or one thing I think about a lot. It's just like that. Like I I used to feel disappointed a hell of a lot more before compared to. Like it's kind of funny, like how many years it's taken though. Like I, I, I really <laughs> love actually to bring that up with people who are quite new. And it's like, yeah, you, 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 you think it's just kind of like it's, it's, it's a lifelong kind of thing that you're lifelong frustration, absolutely, very absolutely, slowly yeah. learning to deal with your own shit in a way. And yep. I think that is a very yep. healthy part of it. And what you say yes. there, like, okay, yeah, I can that that okay, yeah, you're looking for having like having a an interesting time with what you're doing uh and like being present being able to experience uh like different sensations and being able to reflect on those afterwards okay what happened there oh yeah that was that was interesting so one habit that i tried to to cultivate with myself which has helped me actually quite a lot being less disappointed like when i when i do badly for example and i'm a hell of a lot less kind of frustrated in general about like where where things like how I do in a way now than before. And a lot of that comes down to just like, okay, of course, having this, having experienced the disappointment a thousand times and then coming in two days later and being like, oh, that was great. And in the end, you just see like you zoom out and you say, oh, well, this is just how it is. The frustration is part of it. 
the joy is part of it. The kind yep. of the thinking and yep. the, the, the kind of wondering and like trying to figure things out is part of it. And you're going to accept all of that. It's just like everything is in the basket. Exactly. Anyway. But like one thing I found that was very useful was just like after training, just reflecting like, okay, okay, today was garbage. But was there, was there one moment? Was there a thing where I felt something? Was there like a somewhere where, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, my <clears> leg <throat> went there that time. That was that I haven't felt for a while. Okay. Because like, it's even quite a good tool to 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 deal with like because like once you approach a certain level of frustration, you're, you're basically your hormonal state in your body is just you are frustrated. So it, right. it won't go away in like a second. But right, uh, looking for a few of those when you're done, this is okay. Yeah, okay. So yeah, my leg was actually there. Like for example, today I went in, I practiced like this one really hard move. I said like quite quickly to start to to do something because I travel tomorrow. And I was going well in the beginning and then mid-session it was kind of weird and it didn't really work. And I was a bit like, Fuck, why, why am I not doing it like right? And then in the end, like something clicked a little bit better. And when I left, I was like, okay, yeah. So out of all those, let's say I did 17 attempts, two times my leg went there. Okay, let's, let's keep that in mind because also like you're, you're, you're ending then on a note. Okay, I, let's say I have out of... And you, you are at frustration, frustration level five. Let's just say that. Okay, I am there, and it's going to take me a little bit of time before I'm back to zero. But okay, I'm there. And then I go, okay, yeah, but that was actually pretty good. So you end there, like you're, you're kind of telling yourself to calm down in one way. Because yeah, there, there was a thing. There was a right. thing. Okay, you, you have to kind of acknowledge that like something happened there. And that was nice in a way. And then you can take, take that with you in a way. And um, And... And I think it's just really important, this thing that, like, how to say, joy is, is definitely a huge part of it. But, like, having an interesting time is almost even more important in one, one way. Like, because you're, like, you're kind of, like, looking upon, like, from so many angles. And, and the fact that you're, like, that interest is kind of part of your investment in it, yeah. regardless of how good you want to become, in a way. Yeah. And so, yeah, this is so cool. Um Man, so much to say. So in our programs, we have what we, we call the five Ps. And so it's just a process in which we lay out the sessions. And so we start off with prep. Prep is always going to be based upon what are you practicing that day, which is the second P. And so practice, you're focusing on your highest level of a movement, learning something new about it, and then you play. So the third one would be play. Play is always based on something that you're always comfortable with. Then you push yourself, whether that be through conditioning or, you know, whatever. But the last thing is what I want to talk about, and that's ponder. And that's what you were talking about is mm. you reflect back and you say, okay, what went well? What didn't go so well? And by doing this, you can always end on a good note, what you're saying. And so, mm. you know, you you have these things and you know something didn't go right during your session but the thing is is when you ponder and you look back at it you know okay that didn't go so well but you know what come to think of it this other thing was pretty good then you're like sweet that frustration dissipates right and the thing about frustration mm-hmm. is frustration always leads to more frustration until you can reframe the way that you look at it and look at what went well. And so by doing that, that's what we look at. And I always look at handstands, to be honest. Years and years ago, I used to say this because I love to surf. I look at handstand training as similar to surfing. 
because you never know what the mm-hmm. ocean is going to be like that day. And that's like your body. And so you've got to paddle out and get through these waves in order to even start to catch a wave. And that's like the setup for the handstand, putting yourself into alignment to start to work on that thing that you want to do that day. Oh, you fell off of the wave. Okay, it's just like in a handstand. So you got to start over. But the thing is, is when you hit that one, that one wave and you ride it in, just like that handstand and there's one thing during your practice that day and you're like, man, that felt so good. I mean, to me, that's what I'm after. And so what you said, the last thing I want to say here is, being curious, curiosity, curiosity, and having that interest and always thinking, looking into why that happened, to me, that breeds joy. So rather than thinking that you're searching for joy, if you can be curious, I think Mm -hmm. that leads to joy. And so that's what I always think about because I'm 50 years old right now. And you know, you being 40, I remember when I was 40 and sorry, it's very, very different than 50, but it's, it's, we just need to get it's around not that it's for everyone. good or bad. Yeah. Say again. We just got a round of psalms for everyone on the cast now. <laughs> yeah. You've learned it, boys. Let's go. Yes. But, but the cool thing is, is it's not good or bad. It's just simply, it's different. And that's what I think is really cool. And so if you can continue to have that curiosity, then, yeah, I think you can keep going. I'm not just talking about you. I'm talking about anyone out there. Yeah, you know? in general. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, it's one of those things. I think particularly when you're in a practice that is, I suppose, nuanced. Like, yes. say, you, I don't know, martial arts, something that just has a bit more variability, handstands, acrobatics. There's nuance yeah. to practice, whereas I think a lot of people come for say, more gym exercise. was like, you learn to bench press, you learn to push up. If someone shows you how to do it right, you're basically doing the same push up for the rest of your life, the same bench press. Exactly. You know, it's, you know maybe you tweak the form exactly. a bit in here, there, but like with a practice where you're like you're doing physical autonomy work, to use your guys' terminology, yes. it's always just different. Yes, it's always different. It's never the same. Yeah, and that's where you're kind of yeah. like, okay, how do I find that curiosity? How do I accept the differences? And. Yeah. Try not to get frustrated because, I mean, you can always look at it, you know, it's a growth mindset. If you look at it, then you're always looking at, okay, what went well? How could I be better? Okay. Compared to, damn it, I couldn't do that today. I'm a bad person. You know, (laughs) there's so many people out there who are like that and they have a bad session. And so they end up going home and they take it out on the dog or their wife or their kids. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have a bad session. You can come over to my place and take it out of my dog. Yeah, <laughs> it's an ongoing in joke. Destroy you? Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> no, he's good. He's good. He's just—he's a handful. He's the hardest thing I've ever had to train in my life. Compared to what kind of dog do you have? He's a Samoyed cross collie. So very smart. So not energetic at all. Yeah, he's not so. super. Like he likes to play, but he's all right. Like yeah, which, you know, I haven't been able to. Or I can like if I bring him for a long walk, I break him. He doesn't break me, so yeah. that's all right. Yeah. We go for like an eight or ten k or something. I win. That's that's when I take it out on him and go, okay, buddy, we're going for a walk, <laughs> a long one. But uh, no, he's just this uh, one. He's always very headstrong and very. It's been an ongoing joke gotcha, on the gotcha. cast of just like he's he knows exactly what you want him to do, but then he's smart enough to take a choice whether he wants like you're offering him some food or a treat. And you're like, I got the buddy, I got some ham. You like ham? And he's like, 
all you have to do is come back to me and you get it. You're like, well, I could come back to you. Or I could go over there where there might be more ham. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it's been a running joke for us for a while. The Fiend. Yeah, The Fiend. (laughs) The Fiend. Yeah, I need to try and do one arm. I reckon I could do it. Dog. Dog one arms. Yeah. Dog one arms. I like that. Yeah, I think we're hitting close there. I think this is a good spot to wrap it up on that last point of the five Ps. We're going to cut out and then steal and go check out our 5P system we just invented. Do it. Do it. No other company <laughs> has ever done that before with us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, but I think that's, yeah, it's a, it's a good, definitely. I, 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 I like all those principles and they kind of like, they ring true to the way that I think about training as well. Like, since, yeah, th- those are kind of the things that you, you, you need to have in there to make sure that like you're both like, because you need to do something physical. I mean, unless you're doing something physical, then nothing's happening. And that needs to happen because it's something that you're interested in and invested in. Right. And right. you need to do that practice with intent. Because if you don't, yeah, yes. then it's just like completely random and you're just going to do something else next week. And then like nothing will, nothing might stick in a way. Because th- there is, of course, something to, even though it's not everything, there is something to progress or something to learning, something to feeling that like, okay, yeah, I have been involved for a while with this and I was there now this has happened and so on. It, it is important, um, but it can't be like the only parameter which you with which you kind of uh, measure what you do because, I mean, mm. like o- also the funny part, just like you say, I mean, we, we do age at one point. It is going downhill. Right. <laughs> sure, un- it, is. Un- unless, it is. Unless you have found like, other reasons to to do it then like well you're going to probably stop even before that time because also after 10 years things are not the same like i'm i'm not as excitable about hand balancing as i was when i started in 2008 whoa this is new and crazy radical now i'm like i see like i come to a park with people whoa do handstand on the thing i just sit there (laughs) yeah yeah, you can go do a handstand on the thing i'm done (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yep. you know like yeah. and i can still yeah. really really enjoy doing it but it, it's just like you need to have found kind of like a how to say a deeper level of commitment absolutely to it in some absolutely. way and and, yep. and also be be able to accept that that commitment might change that the way you do it might change you might go yep. from being a performer to a teacher all kinds of things or you might just leave it and start something completely different which is also fun. and that's yeah, it's absolutely fine. And this is and this is the other thing too. It's it's I think and I mentioned this in that video as well. You become so it becomes you and you think that if you leave it that it's bad. Yeah. When mm. it's 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 not. I'm just here to tell people it's not. If you leave it for a good reason for yourself, then it's not bad. It's still with you. It's still with you. You might not be able to, like you said, do it like you used to do it, but it's still part of you. And yeah, that's something that I, it took me a long time to to come to those grips, if you will, uh, with mm. things like that. So yeah. yeah. This was on another podcast yeah. recently, and I was talking about this called it like putting on the old shoes. Like once you've yes. trained something for so long, it's like you you have a pair of shoes. They're really nice shoes. They're molded to your feet. They're comfy, but eventually they get a bit scratched up. They get a bit dirty. You're not too yep. interested in them. So you put them in the yep. put them in the wardrobe, yep. in the closet for Americans, and then. Uh, yeah, but occasionally you just take them back out. You just put them on. And you're like, oh yeah, I really like these shoes. They feel great. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's not much my style yeah. at the moment. And you come back to it a different yeah. view, right? Exactly. I hear you. That's great. I like that. I'm stealing that. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I'll swap you. You can have the old shoes metaphor and I'll have the five Ps. But it's good. Cool. We're going to tailor the five Ps for like, you know, the fitness intensity crowd. So we yes. we're going to skip the preparation because you should be always ready. You just go straight to straight straight push. in. Yeah. yeah, and then we're going to drop the play because that's what children do. And uh, pondering, oh, that's stupid. Yeah, so yeah. pondering is just like, why would you ponder something? Because you're always going to get better. So we have the two Ps. It's just a yeah. practice and push. <laughs> there you go. You're set. Good to go. go. It's like what is that? Sixty percent more efficient than gym GMB. Exactly. Yeah. Two minute abs. Yes. Yeah. So. Exactly. Right. I'm gonna wrap that up there because we can close the hour. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much for coming. Thank on you the so cast. much. Yeah, thanks. It's been a pleasure. Absolute yeah. pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Brilliant. Let me hit the outro music. The Handstand Cast is brought to you by Handstand Factory and is produced by Motion Impulse. Thanks for tuning in. You can find a full transcript of each episode, along with the show notes and any relevant references on handstandfactory.com slash podcast. Thanks to Isaac for editing and Jordan for transcriptions. Music by Daniel Horworth. If you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee on buymeacoffee.com or consider starting one of our Handstand Factory online programs. Links are in the show notes.